Hello and welcome to episode 98 of the Nerd Culture Podcast. I'm your host David, and we'll be the NCP crew. Crystal. What did I get first for? Because you're lovely. You're I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting you to say me first. <laughs> and, um, and Bo. What's going on? And special guest crew member Becca. What? <laughs> that, was, that was not this show. <laughs> that was film plan. It doesn't matter. It's still, it's still cool the way you do it. You're the best. You're, 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 the way you do it is the best way to do it. Uh, so for this for this special episode, we'll be discussing all things Star Trek. Uh, I think we've talked about Star Wars enough, and uh, yeah. <laughs> I think we've done Star you. Wars to death. <laughs> and uh, Bo and Crystal are more Star Trek fans than they are Star Wars fans. So I thought. You know, to be nice to my fellow crew members, we'll do, do some Star Trek. And because of Star Trek, it's basically going to be a whole episode. Why are you being nice? Because you're lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so, unfortunately, it means no Azerothian times for Bo, I'm afraid. Have you got, if, was there anything special you wanted to mention before we move on? Dude, so much happened, actually. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about it next week, we'll but talk, yeah, there's, we got a lot of catching up to do next week. All right, cool. Okay, with that case. The, 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 only, the, one, the one Azeroth in time things I'll mention is that I finally got the mount that drops from Hulong. That you oh, got, really? That you, you finally got, got that? Bloody months ago. I finally got it. There you go. Done. <laughs> it's, it's all my wow. I, I vendored so. mine. I don't know what you... Lies. Yeah, I don't know. I, I needed the 12 gold, you know? I'm going to track you down and kill you. <laughs> I'm just well, um, and in keeping with this of uh, the Star Trek theme uh, for this episode, our contest of champions will be a clash of the captains. So we're going to pit all captains. all the, the captains from each series. Uh, we're going to throw them into the desert. You know that desert that that's in every episode episode of the original series. We're going to throw yeah. them, pit them to, pit them against each other in a big brawl. Does that do we get two Kirks? Yes, oh, we will. I we will. Saying, we yeah. will. Good. Good point. All right. Cool. I like it. Um, but uh, because this is episode ninety-eight, it means we're actually only uh, a couple episodes away from episode one hundred. Getting that's, close. That's my math skills there. So we've got uh, one more episode. <laughs> been working next... on it. <laughs> <laughs> one more episode next week is ninety-nine, and then the big one hundred, which will have all the crew involved. So it's very, very exciting. Uh, and for that 100th episode, uh, I've had a, some fans of the show come on board to give to put together a, uh, a giveaway prize pack, the likes you've never seen. In fact, the, the, the giveaway prize pack is so big that I've called it the bag of swag, which is terrible. That's just two bags. <laughs> I like it. The swag. Bag of swag. Swag is a bag. I know, but it's <laughs> it's also a term of uh, of like awesomeness. It's like I've got stuff of, we all get. I've got lots of swag. David is a term of awesomeness. Oh, <laughs> so the bag of swag is. Uh, so I'll, I'll go through the details on um, on that on what's in the that huge prize pack uh, later on in the show. So the sponsors who contributed to that are the awesome All Star Comics Melbourne uh, and Madman Entertainment, um, as well as some other stuff that I could sort of gather about. But it's, anyway, it's it's brilliant. It's going to be magnificent. We're cleaning out the prize cupboard. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's, uh, so I'll have the details at the end of the show, and then the winner will be announced on episode one hundred. Uh, but like I said at the start, this episode's all about Star Trek. There's Klingons on the starboard bell. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So Star Trek, in in a nutshell, it's a science fiction uh, TV show created by Gene Roddenberry, uh, and uh, it is huge. I mean, Star Trek, the whole Star Trek Star Wars rivalry exists, you know, for the reason that there's you know just as many Star Trek fans as there are Star Wars fans. Don't, and, don't get into the rivalry. And, again. Uh, we, we won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go down that path, but uh, it's. I mean, Star Trek is magnificent, and uh, the the love for this franchise is unbelievable. 
it's uh, it's huge, huge stuff. Uh, so what we're, gonna, what we're gonna do is we're just gonna go so just very briefly through sort of like the history of Star Trek. I'm not gonna go through every single detail because we haven't got four hours, but uh, just basically, we'll just sort of go through sort of just the the basics of it, and uh, and then just talk about you know why we love Star Trek as much as we do. NCP's guide to Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we'll it's the NCP Star Trek Secret Origins. Yeah, I like the that. Zero issue. The Zero, I like that. That's cool. <laughs> so, Star Trek is a bunch of TV series and films that spun off from those TV series, as well as, you know, as what you get from all these sort of franchises. You've got, you know, books, um, the cartoon series, comics, comics video games, vi- and. An insane amount of merchandise. I mean, it's ridiculous. Fan fiction. Fan fi- Let's not go to the fan fiction part. Webisodes. <laughs> Websites where people pretend that they're married to the characters and all that sort of... parodies. Yeah, <laughs> porn parodies. <laughs> <laughs> it's got everything. Everything you can possibly think of. So let's let's go through it. So the Star Trek, the original series, first aired uh, from 1966 to 1969. Uh, it's, it's also often referred to as, as classic Star Trek. And it's what? basically set the standards for, for Star Trek's to come. And, of course, uh, starred uh, William Shatner as Captain James T. Kirk and Leonard yep. Nimoy as Commander Spock. Uh, and they, it, the, basically the, the whole concept of Star Trek, essentially, is that you have a federation of planets, which is uh, essentially the UN, and uh, who then basically go on these missions through space. Sort it is of the twigs. UN. They stole their flag. They stole... <laughs> they did. It is basically the UN, let's be honest. Uh, oh, yeah, and, uh, it's and, pretty similar to that. Yeah, and they, they, they basically they travel the galaxy and uh, to ex- explore strange new worlds and... New civilizations. New civilizations. To boldly and, go. Yeah. Where no one has gone before. Exactly. That's it, <laughs> basically. Uh, well, that was where no man has gone before. I preceded. it. Yeah, that's good. Um... <laughs> <laughs> They did change it later on, but uh, and, and uh, it it was it was an interesting interesting situation. As often as the case with these, it's with the with the first original series. Even though nowadays, of course, it's you know the massive cult following that it is, and everybody thinks it's genius and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Back in the day, it was actually going to be cancelled. Even though it started off quite strongly in the ratings, it was going to be cancelled off on it after its second season. Uh, but there was a huge letter writing campaign. The power of letter writing. People. The power of letter writing, and uh, and they got a third season in. Uh, but then, of course, cancelled after the third season, and it's been in syndication ever since. Um, I can't think of anybody, even non-nerds, who have not, who don't know what Star Trek is. No, no way. It's you run into the people that get it mixed up with Star Wars, but they realize the distinction between the two. They just get the titles mixed up. Yeah, but everybody knows Captain Kirk. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Spock. People keep saying <laughs> Doctor Spock. They get it wrong, yeah. but they know who he is. Yeah, they they, they can picture it in their head. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so after the after the original series, they then uh, proceeded to make an, the animated series. Now, the animated series is quite often said not to be is non-canon. So, Gene Roddenberry himself said that it's not canon. Um, some people just you know are not happy about that. But it that. had all the same people. And- <laughs> yeah, all the, all the cast members came yeah. back to do the voices, and it was actually written by the original series writers, like DC Fontana, for example. Um, but it is, yeah, it's not officially canon, which is a shame. So the animated series went from 1973 to 1974 um, and uh, basically died because even though it had the original cast members and stuff, the animation quality was not the greatest. <laughs> so, no, but it's still watchable. It's watchable. No, it's, it is definitely watchable. The animation quality is not that great, and it's also like, it's not a show that really does well as a cartoon, though, either, I don't think. Yeah. yeah. 
There's a whole lot of quality material in the show, but it's kind of like at a young age, you don't really, you don't really grasp it at first. Yeah, I totally, totally with you. The animation quality might not be great, but I do like the drawing style. Yeah, the drawing style was cool. I I did like the way it looked, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. but the constant reuse of shots and stuff. And they can put in aliens where you can't have on a show like that three-armed guy. Yeah. name escapes me. So not all aliens have to look basically like humans with a little bit of facial crap on them. That's right. (laughs) Like the show has to do. (laughs) After the original series, they were going to do a series called Phase 2, uh, which which didn't come about. They didn't even get to the pilot stage. I believe there was, there was a lot of pre-production stage. And a lot of the, the ideas from Phase 2 was then incorporated into the first motion picture, which I will talk about uh, in a little bit after the series. But uh, there were some interesting ideas out of those, including um, William Decker and the bald chick. What was she? Aaliyah. Aaliyah, yeah. See? That's why, this is why you're on the show. Vigil. You know all this sort of stuff. Uh, so the next series, the next series uh, was the Next Generation. Is when Star Trek basically had its its rebirth. The Next Generation, which was from 1987 to 1994, um, we've we've already done uh, a show on the Next Generation because just it meant so much to us, like our generation of of, uh, of fans. No pun intended. Um, but the Next Generation <laughs> is it basically marked the rebirth of Star Trek and and, yeah. and created the cult phenomenon that it is it is today. I say. Oh yeah, definitely. I was the case born in the '80s and grown up, grew up in the '90s, and and the Next Generation was the show that I remember as a kid. Mm. Um, it's it uh it definitely impacted me as a young age. I do remember that I didn't get it when I was a kid though. I knew it was something that my dad liked, and mm. like I would watch it with him just because I just liked the fact that we had that in common. But I didn't really get it until I was older and I rewatched it all um, as a teenager. And that was whenever it really developed the love for Star Trek. But um, Next Generation was... I remember watching the original series with my dad, but Next Generation was the real like first dose of Star Trek that I really took. Yeah, I could probably say the same about the first series. The Next Generation, I was already older. I remember before, just before it started, I went, what, they can't do that? The only thing that's the same is the name of the ship. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so you had like that fanboy reaction. You, know, you can't replace the cars. Yeah. That's awesome. But then I, I saw the first episode and was blown away. <laughs> yeah, that is that is kind of a different perspective, though, because mm-hmm. like the next generation identified Star Trek with me, and then it was like, oh, I can go back and watch this really old version of it, you know? Yeah. Like, like how different it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but that way you're like, oh, this is nothing like what I knew of Star Trek. Exactly. You know? <laughs> That's interesting, because I'm, I'm the same age as, as Crystal, and it's I, actually, even though I knew the original series existed, because it's on TV, like a ridiculous ad nauseum. Um, it, was, it was the Big Bang Theory of its day. But uh, it's, I, I actually, my first proper introduction to Star Trek was The Next Generation. So it was, it yeah, was, yeah. It was interesting. And so then, then when I, I sort of saw the original series again, it was kind of like, it's like, oh, okay, I can, I can see where it's all come from. Yeah. But, I, I, you know, that's, that started the whole Kirk versus Picard well, thing well, for me. I and I was like, Picard all the way. I've just, I went back yeah. and watched the first series properly after the after generations came out and the next generation came out but um but i'd, I'd grown up with seeing reruns of star trek hmm. i'm not i'm not old enough to have seen it on its first run ah. right 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 cool well of course not you weren't even born then <laughs> wasn't even born. <laughs> wasn't even born. after the next generation basically uh, caused the resurgence of uh, of star trek there had been there had been some motion pictures of the original original cast members sort of in this time period uh, but Next Generation basically just brought Star Trek to the rest of the world in a, in a major way. Just before we leave Next Gen, can I just say I'm glad the uh, the male miniskirt never took off. Yeah. 
<laughs> in that first season. Yes. What was that about? <laughs> That's just not right. But all the crew members that wore it were all good-looking crew members. It all made sense. <laughs> it was no ugly crew members. Yeah, it was still Captain Picard in a mini skirt. <laughs> Becca, what's your, what, Becca, what was your uh, introduction to Star, introduction to Star Trek? Um, when I started dating Bo. <laughs> <laughs> the first date, he was wearing the, the Kirk yeah. outfit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I knew Star Trek, and I, like, would, when I was watching TV by myself when I was younger, I would, like, watch it for, like, a commercial break and then <laughs> change the channel, you know? <laughs> but I was, I never watched it before I was in high school. So, Ooh. and I was definitely... The new generation, and then once we next started generation. next generation, and then once we started dating, you know, I, I got into Voyager and then Deep Space Nine and stuff. And it's never been the same since. Never been the same since. I always say, like, <laughs> like whenever I talk to people at work that work that hasn't watched Star Trek, I always tell them, like, you should watch it. Like, you will find something you like in it. Like, they're like, especially the Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager. Like those three, like, just speak to like almost every walk of person like you'll find something you like in it you know yeah because yeah, i mean each season each series sort of deals with the i don't know the, sort of the things of their time period like the first the first season was famous for having not only an interra- interracial crew but also the first interracial yeah. kiss on tv which and is the yeah. black and white yeah. man yeah and and and, and it, so it dealt with it dealt with things like vietnam and and racism and stuff like that in in the cool way that science fiction does in basically the same the same sort of thing yeah. that Twilight Zone did where it sort of dealt with the issues of the day in a, in a way where the network people because all the network executives were all idiots they didn't understand that that's what that was actually being talked about and so they weren't censored as much and it says it it was just it was a cool way to get to sort of to, to people and sort of talk to them about about things as important as racism. I mean, fact, racism should be discussed. Wasn't it Martha, Martin Luther King that talked uh, Nichelle Nichols into staying on the show? That's right. Yeah. It, That's uh, the story I've always heard. Yeah, yeah. Nichelle, Nichelle was going was, was gonna to leave, and, and Martin Luther King said how much of a fan he was, but also uh, just how important it was to have a strong... Not only was she a strong female character, which, let's face it, is pretty rare, and, yeah. but she was also an African-American, and to have her on there in, in a position of authority. I mean, she was in charge of communications. It's pretty amazing yeah. stuff. So it's and, and then next generation continued that, of course. I mean, it talked about the issues of of that day, you know, political type stuff, and you know, it even went so far as to talk about stuff like the death penalty and you know all sorts of crazy stuff. It's, oh it's, yeah, dude, the the next generation. Picard is such a philosopher. Yeah. In in that series, I mean, it's that's why he's my favorite captain. Is is um Picard the philosopher, and those those are the best episodes. Is where he's trying to you know like uphold the prime directive while. You know, I'll say, like, there's always, like, just, it seems impossible for him to, uh, you know, either break the Prime Directive or, like, you know, he's trying to help some people that seem to be in, in need. Um, but Picard always finds, like, that third option that somehow does both, you know. And it, well, I don't know. He's, before he's before we move on, what is your favorite original series episode? Favorite? A, a favorite original series episode? Yeah, original series. And then we'll do next gen. <laughs> The the one that I remember the most was Charlie X. Yeah, huh. I like Charlie X because um, it was you know this guy could just blink Kirk out of existence. Yeah, and Kirk's not scared. Like no. he's not scared of this guy. Just something about Kirk. He knows that he's going to confront him, and he's not gonna he's not gonna blink him. And also, it's the first time we see a character that could be similar to a Q. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not a Q because a Q Q wasn't introduced till the first episode of TNG, but. It's kind of like what maybe that race was. We just hadn't been introduced to it yet. I don't know. 
yeah. you know, early on. There's, 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 a lot, there's a lot of Q-like people. The Squire characters. of Gothos, yeah. which comes up in a, in a Peter David novel. Yeah. It turns out he is Q-like. It's Trelane. Trelane, yeah. Yeah, and he's actually a, an infant Q in the in the it's novel. My the... favourite Star Trek novel. <laughs> it is it is a cool novel. There's a lot of standout episodes in the in the original series, but the one that keeps coming to my mind is probably the worst episode, which is Spock's brain. <laughs> 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 it's just it's so entertaining because of its badness. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those episodes. It is terrible. <laughs> it is, but it's fun. My fact, I don't know the name of the episode, but mine would be the one where Kirk gets split off. Like there's like oh evil Kirk and good Kirk. Well, he's not necessarily oh, yeah. he's not necessarily evil. <laughs> yeah. He's just he just you know. And I just love those. I want to live. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> the Shatner over the top. The Shatner over the top. Shatner acting one hundred and one. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's brilliant, brilliant stuff. It entertains me every time. Uh, Becca. Well, I haven't really ever watched any of the original series, so mm. I can I've only watched a couple episodes, so. That's fair enough. And it's really hard to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. Look, look, I'm, I'm actually, I am with you. It, I'm a fan, and we we own them all on Blu-ray. The Blu-rays are magnificent. The Blu-rays are magnificent, but we actually haven't. I don't think we've watched them all because every time Crystal suggested, I was like, I've seen them all a hundred times. You know what I mean? I just, I just, you 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 really have to be in that mood. Like you, you have, have to be in that. Yes. I'm going to watch some campy old sci-fi. Yeah. Um, and that mood only comes up once a year, you know. It's yeah. it's, it's hard to get in there, and, and but at the same time, as a as a Star Trek fan, I do have to say, like, you have to respect that stuff, like, yeah. for the yeah. reasons you were saying earlier about how like it was such a huge just as a social, you know, as a social representation alone. Yeah, it it was so important to sci-fi and the television, you know, of its time. Oh yeah, and, I, I um, absolutely love it. I I I, I respect yeah. and love the original series. I just I've just seen them so many times now that I just I just. I have to, like you said, I have to be in the mood. Even, even though I picked like a bad episode, I, have, I do have to acknowledge the brilliant storytelling. I mean, we've got shows like The Guardian on the Ed- Guardian on the Edge of Forever. Mm. And that's just that's that's really hard boiled science fiction right there. Yeah, it's great stuff. Uh, and mm. uh, and next gen favorite next gen episodes just quickly. Oh man, anything with Q in it? <laughs> <laughs> anything, with, anything with anything uh, with Diana Troy? No. no, definitely not any of her mother. <laughs> yeah, like Santa Troy. I can successfully. I've never watched it to this day. I've never watched like Santa Troy episode. We see her and then we skip. Yeah. The next as soon as she pops up, I'm like, oh, let's skip it. <laughs> You're missing the awesomeness of Mister Home. I know. How can I love Lux? I don't know why she comes all this all this flack. She's awesome. She does come more flack. I hate Lux and uh, uh, Luxana was, of course, played by uh, Gene Roddenberry's wife, yeah. uh, right. Major. She's also yeah? the Major? voice of the ship, right? Yeah, yeah she's yes. the voice of the computer, yeah, which and is awesome. Doctor, oh, Nurse Chapel. And she was Nurse Chapel, yeah. yeah. So she comes, she's, she's Star Trek, yeah. man. She's living Star Trek. I'm not criticizing the woman. <laughs> just just Loxana Troy. I don't like the character. The, um, the, the character holder of the sacred it. chalice is something <laughs> and all that. Ricks. <laughs> of Ricks, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, my favourite episode uh, is Method. Of- the one where Data's humanity yeah. is challenged. It's the one from it's this one from season two where they, where they uh, Data, they try to claim that Data is the property of Star Trek, and this guy wants to pull him apart. Starfleet. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, Starfleet. Good- <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. just and just Kirk, and that goes back to uh, going back to that thing you were talking about before about how Picard the philosopher, and he's just he's just got this awesome, especially a courtroom scene, and uh, just the way the way Picard sort of argues for for his existence it's just it's just amazing and just and the whole Riker sort of thing like Riker Riker doesn't want this to happen but he's being forced to oh, measure of the man it's called measure of the man and uh but Riker still manages to you know get a victory in there because like oh my god I've lost 
<laughs> I think I think it's that episode where um, there's a scene where um, Picard and Data are in uh, Picard's like ready room. Yeah. And Data's asking um, Picard, you know, what 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 do you think happens to me when I die? And Picard says, uh, I don't know, Data. I don't know what happens to me whenever I, I don't know what happens to my people when they die. Yeah. And uh, I just I love I've always loved that scene. I don't know if it's that episode, but it's one of those Data episodes where Data's you know struggling with. Whether he's you know has a soul or not, or whether he's just a you know just a machine, yeah. and uh, I think it is that one. But um, yeah, I think it is like so many views on just like uh, not necessarily my religion, but my respect towards other religions is based on those data episodes where Data's trying to decide whether he has a soul or not, and Picard's just you know um, trying to guide him as a human you know through that struggle, and I, I always love that between Picard and Data. Yeah. Uh, you never with Data you two you never get the, the cheesy what are these salty emissions sort of scenes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Data's a magnificent character. So do you have uh favorite uh, episodes? Alright, my favorite episode from Next Generation I'm actually watching Next Generation right now. Every year I watch um the three the big three Star Trek and right now I just finished season one of Next Generation. Oh, uh, man. just started. <laughs> and um, my probably my favorite episode, it's not from season one, but there's an episode where Picard, oh, man, i got to put it together how this all happens, but they find, like, a runabout floating in space, and then it has, like, Picard's body on it, but he's not dead and he's not alive. He's just, it's just like Picard. It's like an exact copy of Picard's body. Ooh. And then it turns, and then in the end, it turns out that it's like Picard from like a slightly different time period, yeah. from like a few, like like seven hours in the future, and he was sacrificing himself in the runabout in order to ensure the ship's survival. And because of this time conundrum, there was two Picards on the ship cool. because of the spatial anomaly. Because I love that episode. There could be only one Picard. Rebecca, <laughs> <laughs> Be- you know Dexter a bit more. Do you, do you have a favorite episode? Um, mine has to be the one, I don't know the name of it either, but the one where something happens to everyone on the ship except for Data, and he knows what's going on, but, like, Picard tells him to not tell him what's going on. Yeah, he was oh, ordered yeah. by Picard. And to, then, yeah. because of that, like, everyone wakes up and he asks what happened, and Picard gets really suspicious that something's wrong with Data because he won't tell him something. Yeah. I didn't remember that yeah, one. And then, oh, yeah, and then in the end, like the big twist at the end is like, Because you think that Data is like something, you, yeah. you think that Data is something's wrong with Data, like yeah. he's turning evil or something, like he and did then, something to the ship. Or... At the end, it's like, well, I can't tell you. Why not, Data? And he's like, <laughs> because you ordered me not to. And you know, that's like the, the big conclusion. Who told you not to? You did. <laughs> you did, sir. <laughs> well, why not, Data? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Cool. <laughs> It's very impressive. Yeah, I like that episode too. Uh, yeah. Do the joke about the house and the candle, Becca. Oh, my favorite episode! <laughs> it has to be Doctor Beverly Crusher and the ghost and the candle. <laughs> that's lies. <laughs> that is the that worst. Is, that's lies. Ever. That's nobody's favorite the episode. The ghost in the attic and the candle. <laughs> Even Gates McFadden doesn't like that episode. That is the worst episode. Of that's, Star what, Trek. that's what I told Boo whenever he asked me, and he was like, "No." <laughs> so then, uh, after Next Generation, well, actually, even before Next Generation ended, um, they started a new series called Deep Space Nine. So from nineteen ninety three to ninety nine, and uh, Deep Space Nine was unique in that it was a space station instead of a spaceship. 
Um, it basically deals with the planet Bajor has been uh, has just just recently stopped being controlled by the evil Kardashians. Kardashians, Kardashians are evil, but they're not aliens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't mean that. I'm not clever enough to have meant that, but I'm going to keep that in because it, <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, but anyway, so the Kardashians, and uh, and they've asked the Federation to come in and, and basically take control of this station and sort of help them sort of get back on track. And uh, while they're there, they discover uh, the the only known stable warm wormhole, and uh, which becomes a pretty very what <laughs> you're going to say wormhole. <laughs> Leave me alone, woman. <laughs> Sorry, that's the, Car- that's the Kardashians again. <laughs> Kardashians. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so the worm the wormhole becomes like like a major strategic importance, and then it leads it into. Uh, into a war with a race that they discover in from the other end of that wormhole, which is uh, the Dominion. Yeah, the Dominion. The but where's, what's the what's the other quadrant? Gamma quadrant. The the Delta quadrant. No, the Delta quadrant's where Voyager is. It must yeah. be the Gamma, the gamma quadrant. Yeah. So yeah. So the wormhole leads to the Gamma quadrant. So which would it'd normally take a ridiculous amount of time to get there, but uh, the wormhole <laughs> makes it nice and easy. The magic of science fiction. You get there straight away. The magic. Yeah. The magic of Star Trek. Uh, so Deep Space Nine is uh, it's. Uh, it, even though I don't think it's as good as Next Generation, it has a, a, a warm place in my heart just because the captain captain of the space station is is uh, Captain Cisco, who plays is being played by the magnificent Avery Brooks. The best dude, Avery captain. Brooks is a is a character. Too. <laughs> he is yeah. crazy. He's yeah, awesome. Is. Well, well, we went, we went to a panel at yeah. DragonCon last year that he was there. Him and um, his son, who the guy that plays the guy his that son. plays his son, what's his name? Sarah Clofton. Yeah. Is that his real name? I didn't. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I pronounced there. it right, but that's his name. Yeah. For what, I gotta say though, the guy is really out there. The way he talks, like you ask him a question and he answers you in questions, more questions <laughs> than you asked him. And then it's like twenty minutes later, and he still hasn't you, answered the question. And, and like, you well, have he, no idea what he's like. Like he's like, you feel me? You feel me? And everyone's like, no. <laughs> but he seems very wise the way he says it, though. It seems like he's on to something. I just am not grasping it um but <laughs> maybe his brain is just higher yeah, level thinking the prophet he's the emissary yeah he is the emissary, is the emissary. <laughs> um but like the really sweet thing we uh someone asked the question because it was like a q a and you could stand up and ask questions and, and one guy asked the question what was the best thing that came out of out of doing deep space nine for you and um avery brooks he looks over at um what's the what's the actor's name that plays his son sarah clifton well, well, whatever he, whatever his name, is, he looks over at him and he smiles, and then they get up and hug each other and sit back down. Everyone's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, they passed and, out the tissues, and and like they were both saying that like after Deep Space Nine, like they've kept in touch all this time. It was a, it was a pretty cool little little thing. So, uh, Deep Space Nine favorite episodes? Uh, well, I think I don't want to steal Becca's. I know what hers gonna, oh. is going to be, and it's kind of my favorite too. So I'm gonna skip that one. I'm probably going to say the same favorite? one. <laughs> Everybody here is probably going to say Trials and Tribulations. Yep, that's it. Yep. Because <laughs> <Yep. laughs> we go back and they see the clean gun, the wharf's like, we look different back then. <laughs> <laughs> we don't matter. speak of it. We do not speak about it with outsiders. <laughs> I, I, I knew everybody was going to talk about it. Trials and Tribulations was just a landmark episode. It was absolutely brilliantly put together. Yeah, unbelievable. So it's just for those, for those who don't know, Trials and Tribulations deals with the crew of Deep Space Nine going back in time to the original series period and interacting with the with those people but through the magic of of uh, video editing so i mean obviously it's they weren't really there but 
the, the way it's all edited together makes it look like they are actually interacting and stuff. I love the, the bit where Kirk tells Cisco off. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it's, it's just, uh, just the whole thing is just is absolutely magnificent. And all the wharf stuff, and it's actually it deals with one of the actual what's the actual episode called? It's like some sort of space station or something. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah the trouble with triple. The, the trouble with yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's, it's just oh, it's mag- it's magnificent stuff, and it's it's a must watch. It's it's so good that it's actually on on the Star Trek original series Blu-rays. The disc that has the Trials of Triples episode has that episode oh. as well. Yeah, so you can watch them. <laughs> you watch the yeah, brief brief stuff. Uh, so then, uh, after Deep Space Nine, which was uh, which was also a success, uh, they went on to Voyager. Um, oh, before we move on from Deep Space Nine, though, I, I want to yeah. say Deep Space Nine is not my favorite series, mm-hmm. but they had some really good characters. They had it. some really good characters in that in that one, and there's some really good episodes. And I remember the the finale of Deep Space Nine. Like I really felt like I was like losing like friends. Like I was like, God, I don't like want this to end. Like it was very emotional. Yeah, like, I don't want this to be over. I just I want like another nine seasons of this. You know? Oh really? I was the same. And I read that there's a series of novels which is pretty much the eighth season. Although they're all oh, wow. from all over the place. Like, do you have do you have to really know which one to read? But that it's really good. I'm gonna tell you, I wasn't. I was not a big Deep Space Nine fan. I, I, really, I wasn't. I, really I wasn't it. either of the actual story, but the the. The cast, though, I really like the cast. I really, yeah. I really thought they did a good job. They did a really good job of kind of having the same Star Trek trope, like the same Star Trek, like you know, feel to each one. Yeah. Um, but yet, each one is is completely different in the way the story is told. You know. I don't think I agree with that. To be honest with you, actually, Voyager is <laughs> Voyager is just a carbon retread of Next Generation. There's no badly. way. There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> anyway, so that brings us on to Voyager. So Voyager is 1995 to 2001, and as Bo just said, uh, it deals with uh, a crew, uh, the crew of the Voyager, who are stranded out the edges of the galaxy in the Delta Quadrant um, and uh, trying to find their way back. Not only are they trying to survive a previously unexplored region of space, but they also they also try to find any way they can make their way back uh, as quick as possible, like trying to find a stable wormhole or something to that effect. Because it turns right. out it's going to take you know like a thousand years or something to to get it's back. Like, 70. I think it started out it was eighty years, seventy years, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something ridiculous. Yeah. So uh, and uh, it, it it was an interesting concept, but I do agree with that. Is that it's like well, here's our chance to sort of explore you know an unexplored region of space. So we got we got new type stuff. But then I think I think they ruined it by having aliens who were basically copies of the aliens that we all knew anyway. I mean, there's those stupid sand people at the start are, are basically just poor man Klingons, and yeah, uh, and then they eventually after they got sick of going through that sort of stuff, they had uh, they actually started to introduce Alpha Quadrant character, you know, the Ferengi and all that sort of stuff all start showing up. But it's you did it's, get species four, seven, what's the eight number? four seven eight, nine yeah. seven and they were yeah, cool, they were yeah. cool, but they're not exactly <laughs> character pieces. They don't speak. No, <laughs> so. And my my only, my only other problem with Voyager, even though I, liked, I didn't like those, I liked the concept, and I thought I liked the Voyager ship actually, which I thought was pretty cool. I was a big fan of the technology. I think they just started to to sort of lose track a bit, and they basically just started to use original series and next generation episodes and just sort of retell them. But it's it's basically the same story, but with a a Voyager twist. And I wasn't interested in the Voyager crew at all. I thought most of them were prats. <laughs> I, just, I think know. the last season or two though that really amped it up and it really got good. Yeah. yeah, I guess. So. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. Voyager is kind of a slow burn. It's I, I, I will tell you this right now, and I've said it on this show, I've said it on every show I've ever been on. <laughs> Voyager, my favorite series. Yeah. And 
I know that like Star Trek fans are always they they would never admit Voyager's their favorite, but come on, if we're being honest, Voyager's it's, my favorite yeah, series. When I first started watching it, I did feel like this crew doesn't feel the same as the crew on Deep Space Nine or the crew on on Next Generation. Yeah. It didn't feel as good because it, it's a lot of humans. They didn't really have like uh well they have the the Doctor is my favorite character out of like all of Star Trek. I love the Doctor, the holographic Doctor. Hmm. The the thing about this show though is the it's a slow burn as far as the crew, but the crew does grow on you. And by the end, you really you really do feel good about the crew. Like I really enjoyed every character, um, except for Chakotay. Indians shouldn't be in space, right? Like they're all about the Earth. They're all about the environment. Your spirit animal. Why would they ever leave? Right? Why would they? That's racist, dude. That is racism, one one. <laughs> I'm just saying, like they're like they, you know, they're all about the Earth and stuff. Why would they ever leave? But the the crew ends up growing on you, and Seven of Nine is a really cool character. Seven but she comes in way late character. in the show. But you said that it's similar to Next Generation, and I hear you. The Ferengi things, like in like one episode, I do see the um, the Oompa Loompa guys are kind of like Klingons <laughs> bred with Oompa Loompas. Um, but the show's different because Next Generation is based on you know we as one of the most superior races in in the galaxy or not race but the superior like the like the federation is probably one of the strongest um things in in the galaxy like it's one of the strongest things in the in the quadrant or and they have a certain stewardship to how they introduce themselves to other races and how they um the how they respect other races yeah hmm. that's sort of the premise of next generation is is how to responsibly control um, that that you know that stewardship. Voyager's premise is whenever we're away from all that, whenever nobody knows that we're doing the right thing, we still do the right thing. We don't break the prime directive just because nobody will ever find out that we did so. Even when there's no scrutiny, and it would be easy to do the wrong thing, we always do the right thing. Like that's the premise of Voyager, and that's why I like it so much. That's actually why I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so many times they had the opportunity to, to do what they needed to do and they didn't because Jane, Janeway had this ridiculous little moral standpoint. Janeway is yeah. my, my one bugbear of Voyager. We get a female captain, which is great, yeah. yeah but cool. don't slap me in the face and with it by calling her Janeway. Out of all of them. And what? she's by far the strongest captain. No way she's the strongest captain. Save it for this contest of champions. <laughs> but I know, well, I know now, you don't mean physical. I, I know I you mean strongest is in character. Picard, yeah. I think Cisco never would have made the decisions that that uh, that Janeway did, but Picard may have actually. So I might have to take that back. Picard, Picard may have still wanted to follow the prime directive at all costs. Yeah, but Kirk would, um, and that's what's awesome. <laughs> Kirk, be Kirk, Kirk would have no, and, and I don't think Cisco would have either. I, I think we have pretty split on captains. Yeah, I don't know. I think she's one of the strongest. Uh, female roles on the show, though. Yeah. Well, obviously, obviously, I'm in the minority, but uh, Voyager, I think, is actually just terrible. <laughs> but anyway, moving on. It's, it had terrible so much... is, is absolutely wrong. My favorite, yeah. my favorite episode of Voyager is the one where Kess dies. <laughs> so that'll give you an idea. Oh, Kess dies. <laughs> I was like, oh, gosh. Thank, I hated, gosh, thank I hated God. Kess. Yeah, Kess. So they needed to get Kess off the show like it was going out of style. Yeah. yeah she was terrible. She was terrible. Yeah. She was all right. She was just a boring character. There's no fault. She was, yeah. My favorite, my favorite is actually the last episode because it was ending. Oh, he hates everything good. That's he does, he does. What are you talking about? My favorite series is Next Generation. <laughs> Next Generation is brilliance. 
Next Generation is brilliant. I think they're all brilliant. Like, whenever I say that Deep Space Nine is my least favorite, it's because it's the least favorite out of three things that I really, really love. Oh, and that's out of the three. I yeah. haven't even we'll talked talk, about Enterprise. Yeah, talking about so talking about least favorite, let's move on to Enterprise. What are you, weren't you going to do favorite episodes? <laughs> we didn't oh, pick favorite episodes. Oh, 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 sorry, sorry, favorite episodes of Voyager. Go. Voyage is my least favorite series, but it does have some really good standout episodes. And uh, Tuvix is my favorite episode. Tuvix is Tuvix, good. Yeah. I will go. I actually, will go with that. Tuvix was. Tuvix good. is good. Tuvix, for those who don't know, is a transporter accident happens, and Neelix and Tuvok become one new, unique being. Yeah. And the heartbreaking thing is, what does the captain do at the end when they decide that they can put, they can restore Neelix and Tuvok? Do you do do you then kill this? New, unique being. Who everybody loves. Who everybody loves. Yeah. Because nobody, and, and, nobody and, likes Neelix. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, the thing is, I just now realize, we're talking about, you're talking about how much you hate Voyager, and I'm telling you how much I love it, and I just now realize that I love Tuvok. Tu- I forgot about <laughs> Tuvok. Yeah, Tuvok's like awesome. And He's basically this, uh, Barack let me, Obama. Let me, let, <laughs> as a Vulcan. Let me rephrase. I didn't say I hated Voyager. I mean, the worst is Enterprise by far, which we'll talk about in a second. Lies. Yeah. But, but, I mean, Voyager, I just, I think Voyager had the opportunity to be more than it was, and it went the safe route and just started retreating Next Generation, which, you know, wasn't also, very good. There's a lot of really good Seven of Nine episodes, because the Borg produced some good storylines. Yeah, Borg is probably my favorite enemy of... Yeah, me too. That's another reason I really like Voyager a lot, too, because they were so heavily involved in there. Borg is scary, man. But, uh, they cool. Their overuse of 7 of 9 sort of got to be Well, look, the only thing that really gets me about 7 of 9 is the ridiculous outfit, but otherwise I think she's a really good character, <laughs> and her, the she dynamic is. between yeah. her and the Doctor is fantastic. Yeah, I agree. They heard the, yeah, their, their relationship was pretty cool. That I was, was going to be one of my favorite episodes, was the ones where she's trying to learn social skills, which is very... <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> non sociable at all. The one, the one where they sing the song. Yeah. She's yeah. sort of like cool. the, the Voyager's data. Yeah, she is basically Voyager's data, but in a hot outfit. <laughs> yeah, hot. They they kind of have two datas because the Doctor's kind of Voyager's data too. He's also a bit of a throwback um, to McCoy. Like yeah, he's, he's yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is why it's cool because McCoy's yeah. awesome. Damn it, yeah. Jim. <laughs> Anyway, so moving on to Enterprise, which is the the lesser of the of the, all the series. I mean, it's, it's uh, two thousand and one to two thousand and five. The opinions of David is not necessarily those of the entire crew. No, it should be. <laughs> um, so, it's Enterprise was an experiment in in the sense that so at this at the sort of this sort of point in Star Trek history, they basically got a real glut of sort of Star Trek, like Star Trek Overload. There's like there's it's, it's showing on basically all channels and at all times. Yeah, you got the movies and stuff. It's just there's there was Star Trek all day or every day. And uh, so Enterprise was a bit of an experiment in, in that they they set it before Federation. So it's actually set uh, it's set about ninety years after eighty or ninety years after Zephyr and Cochrane's first warp flight, which is portrayed in the film First Contact, and uh, and it's about a decade before the original series starts. I do believe off the top of my head. Um, so it's it was. I think it's even earlier than that. It's uh, it's it's even it's, so it's it's an interesting period where it's basically the Enterprise is. Uh, is the first warp five capable starship, and so they put a, you know they put a crew together and send them off in their way. And uh, I just don't I just don't think it worked. As much as I'm a Scott Bakula fan as Captain Archer, I just I yeah just, I just there's something about this show that just just does not work. For I me. disagree. I really like the first season. Uh, this the 
the Cindy arc, I'm not such a big fan of, but then back when they got back into the fourth season, it, it, it came, came good again, I thought. Having said that, I haven't really watched it since it was on TV, so I don't... Rem- yeah. I remember bits and pieces of it, but not... A, I know, I know. You got them all on DVD now there. I know. I've watched I, the whole series. I haven't had a chance to watch them yet. Shocker. But, um, but I don't sort of remember, like, full episodes, except mm. for that there's this one episode where they meet the Ferengi, although I don't really know who the Ferengi are, but the, the entire episode, Trip Tucker runs around in his underwear, that's kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> that, was the other, that was the other thing about Enterprise that kind of annoyed me, is their, their, their sort of overt sexiness that they tried to pull. Like yeah. That, yes, whole, but, that yeah. whole scrubbing each other down business. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, bit, that was, was getting a bit and ridiculous. Bit like, there's the, like the supposedly attractive Vulcan chick, who I actually didn't think was attractive at all, and there's this constant, this, this wiping of this yeah. gel and shit, and they're like, that was in that. one episode. <laughs> it's just, it just threw me right off. I was like, what is this? This it is like a porn parody of Star Trek. It, but, all the other Star Trek series yeah. had the good, you know. I was going to say. Know, oh, yeah, the theme song. And then. There's been a long. <laughs> Get the worst there. theme song ever, and it, it, my dad is convinced to this day it's Rod Stewart. I tell him it's not Rod Stewart. <laughs> the theme song <laughs> is terrible, and it's actually—I actually don't think it's the worst. I think Fireflies is actually the worst. But that's not Star Trek. I know, but anyway, let's <laughs> move on. But it's definitely yeah, it. Yeah, I always fast forwarded the theme song. Oh god, it's terrible. Because anyway. they played it in a weird, like, in the middle of the night here, so I always taped it, and then I'd fast forward the theme song. As much as I don't yeah. like Enterprise, I actually do feel bad for them in the sense that after they got ca- when they got cancelled, their their end episode, the final episode, basically says that none of it happened. That it was all it was a holodeck. It was, all a holodeck. Yeah. It was yeah. basically the whole thing was a holodeck thing that, that Riker or something, but it was somebody was doing or something. And I just think that's a bit of a slap in the face, you know. What I, mean? I, only, I only saw the finale once, but it's it's not saying that the whole thing was. Was a holodeck episode? Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The it final episode. Think. I thought says, they were just reenacting the final episode. No, so no. They basically the, the the last episode says that even though all these things actually exist in history, the whole yeah. series was was I believe Riker in the holodeck researching it. I thought um, it was a but, bit of an insult, and the crew themselves thought it was terrible, and they they got really quite upset about it. I you know I have to be reminded that it exists. Like I don't think about it a lot. Um, <laughs> Your brain's wiped it. Brain wiped it. Yeah. <laughs> I blocked it out of my memory. It was so traumatic. No, like it's I, I rewatched. I rewatched it. Um, because here's what I did. I watched uh, seasons one through three, and then I just got bored with it and quit watching it. And yeah, four gets better. Um, and then like a year ago, maybe two years ago, I decided to to sit down and watch it all again. And I have to say, the second time around, it wasn't as bad. And I know people that love Enterprise. Like it's like their favorite series. Mm. They're insane, but <laughs> they they do love it. Yeah, I just got, I just, just got to clarify. Yeah, you're you're right, love. It's it's ninety years after the event of First Contact. Yeah, but it's and it's a decade before the founding of the Federation. Yeah, so it's like so a, it's about a hundred years, which is a hundred years Kirk. before Kirk. Yeah. So that's it for the series. So there's no um, there's no current plans for uh, Paramount to uh, release any series. Um, there are some fan. Fan series uh, in production. One, the webisodes. Uh, webisodes, yeah. One's called Phase Two, which is um, not bad. I've seen a couple of episodes. And it's yeah, it's all right. Um, and there's there's some some Kickstarter funded series that are all happening. And Paramount are generally cool that because they're not they're not for profit, um, but they've got some actual. I mean, they've got some actual Star Trek actors in there, like Walter Walter Koenig. Is, yeah, just, I think Nichelle Nichols has done some. Nichelle Nichols is in there. And Nichelle Nichols is uh, as Uhura is married to a Vulcan. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So 
That's there, just blown my mind. I know man. it's pretty cool, man. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but it, in, so at the moment there's no sort of series. There was an idea that was flat that was uh, pr- proposed quite a few years ago that um, the gentleman who plays Worf, what's his name again? Michael Dawn. Yeah, Michael Dawn. His idea was to have a, a Worf centric show because that's oh, Michael Dawn for you. No. But it was more of a line. It was sort of like a cross between Star Trek and Battlestar Galactica, where you had like this massive, massive ship, like Earth had been destroyed, and that what was left of humanity was on this ship. But it was set in the Star Trek universe, and so they were basically traveling through through space to try to find a new home. But they kept getting attacked by their old enemies and stuff. That sounds like yeah. a that sounds like fan fiction. To that me. does sound like fan <laughs> yeah, fiction, no. doesn't it? So, I'm sorry, sorry, Mr. Dawn, but part of me is actually part of me actually quite like that idea. But the, the other part of me is like, that's terrible. I don't know. But uh, so anyway, so like I said before, other than the series, they also had movies. Star Trek The Motion Picture came out December 7, 1979. Uh, it was directed by Robert Weiss and dealt with the original crew. So the first six movies deal with the original crew, and then 7, 8, 9, 10 are the Next Generation crew, and then 11 and 12 are the reboot. Uh, so The Motion Picture, like I said, uh, at the start sort of uh, t- took some elements from the proposed Phase 2 series that they were going to do um, and sort of incorporated into a bigger story dealing with the return of the Voyager probe. It made uh, enough money, but it wasn't uh, deemed a financial success. It's deemed a bit of a bomb. It's probably famous for the ridiculous opening shots of the sh- of the ship, <laughs> the, uh, the the sexy ship shots. The, yeah, so the, the Enterprise is being re- retrofitted, and and the the crew, Kirk and the others, are sort of going up there via shuttle because the, the transporters don't work yet. And um, Tuesday. Because uh, yes, but yeah, yeah. But how many times have you seen that film? <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, so the so they sort of pan around the ship, and it goes. People say it goes through like ten minutes. Actually, it doesn't really. I enjoy it. It only goes for about three <laughs> minutes, but it is a long time. It does go for a long. It does time. Does go for a long time. But Kirk, awesome. Kirk's enjoying himself. Kirk's enjoying it. It's cool stuff. I actually quite like Magic Picture. I mean, it's got its problems. It's a little yeah. too long. It's a, it's uh, a bar- that uh, borrows some scenes from. 2001. Yeah, it does borrows you. It borrows. I like how you use borrows. <laughs> Steals them, rips them off completely. Uh, that was followed by the magnificent Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. Thank you. I knew you were going to do that. Directed by Nicholas Meyer. <laughs> it was, I don't uh, have the voice for that. June 4, 1982. Uh, Nick Khan is uh, the distinction of the first Star Trek movie that I saw at a cinema. There you go. There you go. There you go. Um, Give it an award for that. It was. Uh, you should have an award because it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, such, and deals deals with uh, an original series storyline uh, called Space the Space Seed, Seed uh, and basically reintroduces the character Khan. You know, basically what happens next. Really, it's it's, it's awesome. It brings brings stuff, uh, and that was a huge success. He and so this led on to the rest of the movies. He tasks me. You're, you're, you're really good into it, aren't you? <laughs> uh, then we had uh, the search for Spock, uh, which dealt with the ramifications of the Wrath of Khan. Spoiler alert: Spock dies at the end of Wrath of Khan. And then uh, search, uh, search for Spock deals with, you know, grabbing his, his body and basically resurrecting him, uh, the, the, the Genesis planet. Uh, Star Trek for The Voyage Home deals is a time travel story. My favourite. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Where they go back to uh, what was then modern uh, San Francisco. Double dumbass on you. <laughs> Both of those films came out 84 and 86 respectively and were directed by Leonard Nimoy. Five is uh, Star Trek Five: The, the front, Final Frontier, which was directed by William Shatner and... Deals with basically the Star Trek crew meeting God, 
of course, doesn't turn out to be really B-Guy, but anyway. It gets, it gets much maligned Star Trek, Star Trek Fire, but it's it's got some enjoyable bits. It, I like when Scotty knocks himself out. Yeah, Scotty knocks himself out. I know they shoot like the back of my hand. Boom. And the bit where Kirk says, well, why does God need a starship? <laughs> I, actually, it makes perfect sense to me. And only Kirk would ask that question. <laughs> yeah, only Kirk would stand up to God. <laughs> only Kirk would say, wait a minute. He is the creator. <laughs> Uh, that was followed by uh, Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, which uh, which was again directed by Nicholas Mayer returning um, and is often uh, thought of as one of the best. Uh, so Star Trek, Star Trek VI deals with uh, the destruction of the Klingon moon Praxis, Praxis. and uh, how the Klingons were basically going to die out and Kirk's feelings towards that. And, and basically, it was basically the start of getting the Klingons into the Federation, which would then become much more prominent during Next Generation, where you have a Klingon on the crew. Klingon bastard, kill my son. Yeah. Actually, wasn't Worf filming that while he was filming Next Generation? Yeah, Worf actually has a... Well, Sorry, Michael, well, Michael Dawn. Dawn. has a cameo <laughs> as uh, the lawyer. Which is Worf's grandfather. Yeah, which is meant to be Worf's grandfather, so that's pretty cool. He's called Colonel Worf. So six, of course, then leads into seven, which is Generations, which is uh, where they, sort of, they stopped using the, the numbering. Um, except during the European markets, and the European markets they kept the numbering, but uh, Star Trek Generations was basically the handover from the original crew to the next, genera- next generation crew, and uh, it's probably famous, most famous for depicting the death of, of Captain Kirk. Oh my. Yeah. In a really crappy way, I, I think. Well, well, he gets resurrected in the books by the Borg. His own books, mind you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shatner's own books. <laughs> I, I heard that. I've never read the book. Yeah, yeah. The books actually aren't that bad. I mean, he ghost writes them. He doesn't write them all himself. Yeah. Um, they're ghost written. But they're, yeah. they're actually pretty cool. They're, they're entertaining. Yeah, they're entertaining. Generations <laughs> is not my favourite movie, but it does have some of my favourite Picard scenes. Like it, it's, they, it got picked on a bit when it was, when it was shown, but the, the scenes where Picard is talking to uh, Diana about the death of his nephew... Oh, they're hard. Uh, they're really, they're really yeah. very powerful. It's basically, it's basically Patrick Stewart showing you how it's done, yeah. and uh, I also very, I just love one of my favorite Star Trek quotes ever is uh, where Doctor Soon tells tells Picard that time is the fire in which we burn, which is not only an awesome quote, but also then relates back to yeah. the fact that his son, you know, died, but his, his nephew died burning to death. So. It's brilliant, brilliant stuff. It always brings a tear to my eye. The moral of the story, though, is never let Deanna Troy drive a ship. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Only you could have gotten away with saying that. <laughs> uh, women drivers. Uh, that's, been fun. that's been followed by the brilliant First Contact. Uh, it's awesome, awesome stuff. It's another time travel story. It's directed by Jonathan Frakes and deals with the Borg trying to alter history by stopping First Contact between humans and the Vulcans. And it goes back to the whole Zephyrin Cochran sort of stuff. Uh, that's then followed by Insurrection, uh, which was also directed by Jonathan Frakes in 1998. Yeah, and then, uh, and then of course, uh, Crystal's favourite, Star Trek Nemesis in 2002. My favourite? <laughs> Is Nemesis really your favourite? No, I'm, I'm just messing with it. In my mind, oh. I've unwatched that film. <laughs> <laughs> Nemesis is it's, it's a it's a running joke in our in our household of just how bad Nemesis is. I mean, Nemesis ruined Star Trek. Yes, no. I mean, the, the worst thing about that movie is it. I read the novelization, which was actually quite good, and it had this whole subplot, which was really great, and it made the rest of the stuff in the in the movie that doesn't quite make sense make sense. So it could have been good, but it wasn't. No, I think even with that subplot, it still would have been rubbish. Like killing Data oh. off. What the hell? And what was this super Data thing flying between the ships? Super Come Data. On. Sweet potato. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it when I was a kid because of how data centric it was. It was a very, it was very strong data story. Yeah, but then ruined by data dying. 
Spoiler alert. Yeah, then Data dies at the end, but there's like a new Data. It <laughs> yeah. was weird. See, once again, I'm a fan of the hardware. So the only, the only thing about that film that I actually like is the scimitar, the Romulan spaceship scimitar. The scimitar. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Everything yeah, else I, is just rubbish. I, I haven't seen it, and I saw it. At a, I haven't seen it in a long time, and I saw it at a very impressionable age. But I remember liking that movie. <laughs> um, not as good as First Contact is is one of my favorite ones. Though I love First yeah. Contact. It's not as good as that. And then uh, Nemesis, I mean, we joke about it here in the house, but Nemesis pretty much was the death knell for the Star Trek franchise. I mean, it's basically got to the point where, I mean, Nemesis was such a bomb uh, that they really debated on whether to make another Star Trek film. And so there was a lot of ideas sort of floated around um, about how to do another one, what sort of what to do. At that point, though, actually, that was when they were going to, they were thinking of actually doing a new series. Uh, but, but instead, they actually decided uh, to do a reboot. Slightly controversial. They've rebooted the Star Trek universe. I think it's, it was actually done in an interesting way. Uh, we had we had had the uh, the creator of the website Star Trek versus Star Wars dot uh, net on on uh, oh yeah yeah on, on an episode and Robert uh, yeah it was Robert it was and um, so we've, we've sort of discussed all those sort of aspects. But I thought it was well done and uh, it basically it brought new it breathed new life into into the Star Trek universe essentially by making it more of a Star Wars film. So it's the most most Star Warsy type Star Trek film that that, that there is. Uh, and that was then followed by its sequel, Star Trek Into Darkness, in 2013. Um, J.J. Abrams has now stepped off uh, Star Trek, funnily enough, to go to Star Wars. Um, and uh, Robert Orkey, I think, is directing the next Star Trek film, which is a shame. Well, actually, he might be a better director than he is writer, because he's a terrible writer. All right, so, that's, so that was all the films. So, as I said, now check the films in order, please. All right, my number one is The Voyage Home, just for the comedy. And 12 is Nemesis. All right, cool. Number one for me is The Wrath of Khan. He tosses me. Last and certainly least, Nemesis. <laughs> Poster. All right, so I'm going in opposite order. Uh, so, so worst to best. Worst to best. Okay. All right, hit me. I like all of these movies. Um, <laughs> I think that I think that they're all of my favorite movies, except for I gotta say, I really don't like The Voyage Home. Oh my I god. Just, <laughs> I just really don't like that movie. <laughs> I think maybe it's a generational gap. I don't know, but it, could be. it came out right like around. A, came out right around. Watch when you're it, born. it feels like I'm watching a PBS special. You know, you know when we when we meet when we meet in October, and I'm, the first thing I'm going to do is give you a hug. The first thing Crystal's going to do is slap you in the face. <laughs> no slap. I told Push. you it was going to be controversial. I knew that. I knew that my number twelve was going to be some controversy because we'll double dumbass on you. <laughs> So, I just don't really like that one that much. Uh, fair, it fair just enough. feels really the the ships in the water at the end. It's just really cheesy. They had to do the whole well thing. It's just weird. <laughs> um, and now this is kind of a blur where all these movies I really didn't think deserved a terrible rating, but they were kind of in the same boat for me. Yeah. Uh, the Final Frontier, uh, the Motion p- Picture, the undersco- Undiscovered Country. All three of those um, just I didn't see until I was older. I had already seen all these other movies. Um, and then went back and watched those just kind of out of respect for the original series. Hmm. Um, and those, and I think they're good. Again, this is where the list starts getting where, like, I actually like these movies, but I'm putting them in order. Yeah. Uh, Generations is number seven. I like, I like the movie. I like how the two captains meet. Um, but, uh, you know, like, William Shatner is famous for a certain type of acting. Like, he's famous <laughs> for doing the Shatner all over the screen. Um, he oh Shatner's God. up this movie. Like, <laughs> This is the most Shatnified movie that has ever been put on film anywhere. Um, and then uh, I've got JJ number two, 
uh, is next after uh, Generation. And then I've got Insurrection. Insurrection, I think, is a good movie, but um, it would have been higher on the list if it had been more more epic, more movie-worthy. It's kind of just a really long episode. Yeah. Um, and then J.J. number one. Um, I really <laughs> like the reboot. It's yeah. uh, number four on my list. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, the Search for Spock is number three on my list. Uh, number two is Wrath of Khan. Those two go go together. And then my number one favorite movie is First Contact. Yeah, I uh, for for personal reasons, yeah, and it's I a really good one. movie. Yeah, I agree. So yeah. First, First Contact is is a is a great mix of action and comedy. Very cinematic. It is, except for that creepy bored queen. That's creepy, man. <laughs> Oh, she's so <laughs> awesome, dude. She she is awesome, but she creeps me out. That's, that's, I think that's why she's awesome. Uh, Baxter. Um, Becca-roo. I've only seen Generation. Just give us your just give us your first favorite. contact, and I guess the only ones I've liked the most would be the new ones because it was kind of like a whole different universe. It was like you know, new ones are not just a whole like brand new start from the beginning, but it's like a different universe of the, the beginning. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good because that means they can get away with doing what they want because it's a whole yep. new yeah. timeline. I thought it was a cool idea, you know, and it's opened up to a whole new generation of people, and that's that's fine. Yeah, and that's all you really need to do. Cool. Well, let's uh, what everybody's been waiting for: the contest of champions. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble. So we have this contest of champions is the Clash of the Captains. We've got Kirk versus Picard versus Cisco versus Janeway versus Archer versus Reboot Kirk. <laughs> it's going to be a brawl to end all brawls. And as usual, as everybody knows, I like my little scenario, so I've got a scenario, so please be with me. Can I just ask one question? Yep. We've got Reboot Kirk, so it's obviously the younger Kirk. Yep. Original Kirk. Origi- where, where in the Kirk timeline original, is he? Original series Kirk. Okay, there we go. I want to live! <laughs> Eric Kirk. That one. All right. What have you done with Spock's brain? <laughs> that one. Okay, cool. Right, let's go. Scenario. All of the captains appear in the desert. You know, the one from the episode with the Gorn and every other episode that needs a desert. They just appear, all of them, all simultaneously, and they're all sort of looking at each other. Typical okay. Q fashion. Q, he was, he was bored one day, and he travelled to Earth's past and went to a convention. And he, he witnessed he witnessed a whole bunch of nerds arguing about who was the best captain. So he decided to find out for himself by pitting the captains against each other in a fight to the death. To the death. <laughs> so of course, when Picard and Cisco question question Q about this, so this is this sounds ridiculous. So Q uses his mind control to force them to attack to, to attack each other. So that gets, gets rid of the, the conundrum of why they would be okay. fighting. I do love how Q's this all-powerful being, yet John Luke just tells him off like a child anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we've got, so there you go. So we've got, all the, we've got a plausible reason for why the captains are fighting, because let's face it, it wouldn't make any sense otherwise. And uh, they're all in the desert. They're all standing there. We'll say they're weaponless. They're, none of them have weapons. They're all just standing there in a, you know, in a circle. Are there any gorns around? No gorns are around. Kirk's shirt gets ripped off. Well, the shirt would get ripped off during the battle, for sure. <laughs> All right, what do you think would happen? I don't know, this is weird. <laughs> it's a hand-to-hand fight? Yep, hand-to-hand combat. Surely Kirk and Kirk no, would Kirk. be wondering what the Kirk hell. Kirk or Cisco? <laughs> Kirk or Cisco, you reckon? Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> hand-to-hand Cisco. Hand-to-hand? Yeah. You think Cisco would beat Kirk? Maybe. Just, just purely on his size. The biggest one. I actually, I actually think Janeway and Archer would sort of sneak off 
Yeah, yeah, but that doesn't mean they're not. They haven't lost their brains. So I can, I can Janeway and Archer. Fight each other, but they're mind controlled. They can't control their. I could they would, but still, they they want to kill each other, right? But they would still be they think about it a bit. So they'd sort of step back and form some sort of plan, like get some weapons, get some rocks and stuff, get something happening. They were more the they were more the the thinkers. Would would original Kirk be wondering why reboot Kirk is taller than him? <laughs> I think Reboot Kirk would just be like, "All right, let's get on it." He'd, be, he'd throw the first punch for sure. Must have been a lifelong would, yeah. dream. <laughs> I mean, he was a he's, shocker. He's, so he's, he's I, more I, rambunctious than Kirk. Yeah, Reboot Kirk is is in there. He's all for it. Uh, uh, Janeway and Archer have sort of stepped back to sort of watch what's going on. Picard is also. Picard wants to talk. I, yeah, Picard will try and talk yeah. them all down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, so it, so the initial fight, I think, would be Reboot Kirk versus Kirk. I think they'd take each other out, and then it's out of the others. You reckon they'd take each other out? <laughs> I reckon Cisco would just wait. <laughs> so I reckon Cisco would watch Reboot Kirk versus re- good, the original Kirk take each other out, and then just take out whoever who won. <laughs> just like, stand back and watch these two idiots. <laughs> yeah, so who are these idiots? <laughs> what are you going to do? Why do their shirts have to come off? Yeah, <laughs> both their shirts get ripped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of I don't know this is it's really hard because I can't imagine them fighting each other um, <laughs> so we should talk about the differences between yeah. the captains so Kirk is uh, I mean he's very Kirk-like and uh, <laughs> Kirk is very he would, Kirk-like he would be willing to hand-to-hand they would all do hand-to-hand combat if they had to yep. but the, the the captains that would go to that first would be Kirk, reboot Kirk, reboot Kirk before anybody, yeah. and then Cisco. Yeah. Um, Picard is philosophical, and he'd be trying. He would, he would always try to reason this out with Q. He would tell everybody to, you know, to just, you know, have a basically have a sit-in and <laughs> and refuse to do whatever Q said. Kumbaya, and then uh, Janeway, Kumbaya. Janeway would be determining what, uh, you know, uh, how the Prime Directive fit into all this, yeah. and. <laughs> Archer would just steal somebody's warp drive like he did in season two, and then and then just leave. Yeah. He would just leave. He would just leave everybody stranded on this planet and, and yeah. uh, screw them all over. I, I don't. Remember, I don't remember that that episode at all. Porthos <laughs> will be biting Q, uh, Kirk on the leg. Yeah, we'll say Porthos is there. Janeway <laughs> would be trying to decide how they all could be a good captains. <laughs> yeah, I how does everybody win in this situation? <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. It's there's, hard. There's, there's, there's only losers. <laughs> nobody in the group has any special powers. Like that's the difference between this contest of champions and other ones we do is that you know these are all just people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you could say Kirk has a certain amount of like luck roll. You know, like yeah. So, I mean, he has a certain amount of kind of Han Solo-ish luck. I'm trying to think of if there's any instances with Cisco, Picard, or like any of the rest of them with that. Yeah, the Cisco, prof- Cisco's the gone might, into battle. The Prophets might show up to help Cisco, actually. Yeah, they oh, yeah, the Prophets, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Prophets, they don't want anything happening to their emissary. That's right. So the cheat. Yeah, they might step in. They might step in and try to try to help him. I, I think as far as but the then, fight, would, fight would go, it'd be... But then isn't Q kind of in love with Janeway? Yeah, that's I true. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go for some controversy. I actually think Janeway would win. Because she's Q's favourite. Yeah, yeah you're she's Q's right. favourite. I actually think that it's not, not only that, but it's, I mean, this is oh, no offence to Janeway anyway, but I just basically just think, I mean, the Kirks would take would, be, would go down first, taking each other out. Especially Reboot Kirk. Cisco would then go in, would, would get involved. Picard would, and Archer would then have to become involved. And then Janeway just takes out whoever wins. 
And Ken and then they kill Ken Q's like, I knew I knew you were gonna win. And then Janeway we would tell Q off and, and make it all reset. Yeah. Now put it all back to normal. Yeah. Are you going with that? Yeah. Alright, cool. Sure. I don't know how this would play out any other way, so <laughs> a victim. Now, the reason, the, the, the reason I did that, that clash of captains, so we'll say Janeway is the, is the, the winner of the contest of champions, uh, but then that, of course, leads into the classic question, who do you think is the best captain? Okay, who is the best captain? Who is the best captain or who is your favourite captain? Oh, uh, I mean, oh, okay. the who's your best, who's the best and your favourite? My favourite captain is Picard. Crystal? It depends on what sort of mood I'm in. <laughs> Which who is my favourite? I like all of them. And the situation. And also. the situation, yeah. Right. That's a good point. My least favourite is probably Janeway, only because I don't find her as interesting as the others. But yeah, she was my second pick. Um, I would say Picard or Janeway. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they both Janeway. stand for justice Janeway and upholding the prime directive. Uh, I'd probably say uh, Cisco, Picard, and Kirk. Go, Becca. I would probably say Picard. Um, then Janeway and then Cisco. Jesus. I don't know. I just always was like I like Voyager, so therefore I like I like Janeway a lot. That makes sense. But, but, but as a for best captain, I think probably Picard because he has all the moves. He can he can do the fights, but he can also yeah. do the diplomacy. Yeah, that's always, actually that's a really good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like favorite series, I would say I would say Voyager because. But as far as favorite captain goes, yeah. it's Picard, Picard all the way. Well, my favorite captain is definitely is definitely Picard, and for exactly what Crystal said, he basically he's, he does everything. The, the philosophical fighter, he's, he's got really all the moves. Yeah, he's like my favorite captain by a lot. Like I really, he's he's yeah. awesome. He is awesome. And uh, then Janeway at the bottom, <laughs> she's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's fine. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. You're so drastic, man. <laughs> you can't you, you can't just like oh, I don't like her as much as. It's Picard. She's awful. <laughs> she's awful. If he doesn't like it, he just doesn't like it. Yeah, there's no I'm not saying she didn't have some redeeming value. Everything's a nine or a ten or a zero. Chakotay should have Chakotay should have been in charge. That's what I'm saying. It's black or white. No. Chakotay's probably my most boring character. Yeah, Chakotay was terrible. Oh, no, Kess. no. Well, Kim Kess was oh, was bad. I didn't like Dakota. Yeah, K- Kess wasn't wasn't bad just because she was boring. She was just a non-character. Like, yeah. like they tried to put oh. some importance on her, but there was just there was nothing. Oh, the the most thing? boring character that's is Kim. Fun. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, moving on. So that's our Star Trek episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It's uh, it's probably going to be a little bit longer than normal episodes. Uh, so let's uh, finish up with now bag of swag giveaway. So let's uh, let's talk about our giveaway, the bag of swag, the moment everybody's been waiting for. We've had some cool giveaways in the past. We had uh, the entire Runaways collection. We had Oz Comic Con tickets. We had Transformers DVD box set. But none of them compare to the awesomeness of this giveaway. <laughs> Everything is awesome. awesome. It's, it's way too awesome. Everything is awesome. <laughs> uh, it's cool. Uh, so the bag of swag. So thanks to All Star Comics Melbourne, which is, uh, you can find at Level One Four Ten Lonsdale Street, Melbourne, and Madman Entertainment, who we absolutely love. As they distribute uh, films, manga, and anime, and comics, and all sorts of stuff. They're just awesome. They recently went into partnership with uh, Milk Shadow Books, their Australian comics being distributed through them as well. Madman Entertainment, they're, they're awesome. Uh, and uh, and also comics. Uh, when I told uh, the guys um, from All Star that uh, we're coming up to our hundredth show, they just they jumped on board and uh, have they've been so supportive of us 
uh, through our entire run that I just I can't thank them enough. They've been awesome, awesome guys. Uh, so thanks to them and uh, our own uh, going through our <laughs> collection of stuff to give away. We've got this. This is one massive prize pack. The bag of swag. One winner will get all of this. Comics. Hawkeye Volume 1, Criminal, The Last of the Innocent, Flex Mentello, Avengers Endless Wartime, All-Star Superman Volume 1 and 2, Morning Glories Volume 1 and 2, and ZVR Complete. And ZVR stands for Zombies vs. Robots. Well, be Complete. Oh, yes, ZVR. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so that's, that's enough comics to start a comic collection right there. That's, that, that's basically a comic library as it is. Not only do you get that. Create the addiction. Yeah, exactly. It's it's feeding the it's, it's like drug dealers. Uh, not only do you get that, you also get books. Uh, the A Son of Fire and Ice, books one to four as a box set. Game so of Thrones, if you're not in the know. Yeah, so that's the Game of Thrones books. So you get the first four books in that series. Uh, we're also throwing in some action figures. We've got a prestige format Dawn, uh, Joseph Michael Lindsay's Dawn figure, uh, and some G.I. Joe figures, two-pack and a three-pack. And if that isn't enough, we're also throwing in some Blu-rays. We've got the motion comic Blu-rays, Spider-Woman, Iron Man, and Astonishing X-Men. And the first three seasons of Adventure Time. I mean, holy crap, that's awesome. Now that's a lot of stuff. Is that open to international listeners? Holy crap, I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) They might have to pay their own postage. No, actually, no, well, that's, that's a very interesting point. I didn't even think about that. But, you know, I'll tell you what. It is. It, anybody, anybody listening, all you need to do to win this, international or domestic, I'll have to pay the shipping. Although we are going to America <laughs> fairly soon. I'll just yeah, take it. Wait till the Yeah. <laughs> you can wait. Um, but anyway, so it, it, it doesn't really it doesn't matter who you are, but all you have to do to win, we, you know, this, this prize is so awesome that we should actually make you do something crazy like send in, you know, a photo or answer a trivia question or something like that. But we're not going to do that. We love you guys so much. We love every single one of you, except maybe for you. But everybody else we love, <laughs> all you have to do to receive the bag of swag is to contact us via the many ways that we uh, that you can, which we'll have, you'll be able to hear at the end of the episode. And uh, so that's you know, email, Facebook, Twitter, all that sort of stuff. And uh, everybody who enters uh, will get a little ticket, and then we'll chuck all the tickets into the NCP competition hat. So it's basically a raffle. Yeah, and then we'll pick out a winner. It's the bag of swag raffle. Yeah, so you don't. Have, that's all you have to do. Just tell us bag you want it, and then. Bang, you're in the ra- you're in the draw, and then uh, we'll draw out the winner on, on episode 100. So again, thanks to All Star Comics and uh, Madman Entertainment, and uh, that is a huge bag. If you want all that sort of stuff, even if you don't want it for yourself, you just want to give it away as prezzies, and you know Christmas is coming. And then uh, Christmas is always coming. It doesn't matter what time of the year; it's always coming. <laughs> Bloody Christmas! It's always there for you. Uh, I just have to put a disclaimer: none of the NCP crew can can uh, apply to win. Oh. Damn it! <laughs> and I wanted all those comics. <laughs> <laughs> the look on your face—it's like I was feeding you, like you know, mud pies or something. Oh, I don't want that. I love a good mud pie. Everyone loves, everyone loves mud pie. So that's it for episode ninety-eight. Uh, like I said, we've just got a couple of episodes to go to our big one hundredth episode. Um, that's not to say that episode ninety-nine is going to be bad. It's going to be awesome. But <laughs> the episode after that is episode one hundred. So thanks to uh, the crew for being a part of our special Star Trek episode. Thank you, Crystal. Star Trekking across the universe. <laughs> and Bo. More like keeping up with the Cardassians. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to keep that Cardassian bit at the start. Yeah, well, that's funny. <laughs> Otherwise it doesn't make any sense. You said you were going to keep it. Oh, bastards. And Becca. 
Live long and prosper. Awesome. There. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Nerd Culture Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email to feedback at nerdculturepodcast.com. You can run on our wall if you go to the Facebook page. Go to facebook.com forward slash nerdculturepodcast. Tweet us at nerdculturecast. Skype us on Nerd Culture Podcast. If we don't answer, leave a message. We might even play it on the show. You can comment on any post on our website. www.nerdculturepodcast.com If you'd like to support the show, use the Amazon affiliate widget on our website to do your Amazon shopping. It doesn't cost you any extra, and a small percentage of the profit goes towards helping us to produce our show. We can see what you buy, but not who you are, so your privacy is assured. Check out our videos at ncptv.net or search for NCPTV on YouTube because we also have a YouTube channel. Don't forget, you can rate, review and subscribe to the show on iTunes. Wondering where you can hear more of Bo? Go to ecnradio.com. Bo and David also have another podcast called Film Flames. More info at www.filmflames.com. You can find all of our podcasts and more at undercastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more episodes.